Ladies and gentlemen, and just like that, the Los Angeles Dodgers are World Series champions. Now, I know what you're thinking. Elmer, your life must be perfect now. All your problems are solved. You finally found joy. You found peace. No. This is Awkward Pause. My name is Elmer. Still miserable. But the Dodgers won, and that was good. I'll take it. With me here today, Cassidy Sargent. I was extremely excited for you, obviously, when I saw that the Dodgers had won. But I was also extremely disappointed for you because immediately the celebration is marred. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it, uh, correct me on the details, I believe Justin Turner? You're right. I forgot that there's actually good drama for non-baseball people in this whole situation. Yeah. Also here, Andrew Street. Uh, God bless the Los Angeles Dodgers. Hmm. Barba. Actually, uh, atheist <laughs> organization. Also hmm. here with us today, Samuel Atherton. Um, Shiva bless the Los Angeles Dodgers. Go Tigers. You're the only one with a mm. biblical name. Statistically, you know, should probably. Isn't Andrew a biblical name? Is, is there is it? God there's, Andrew? There's a Saint Andrew. Oh, Saint Andy. There is Saint Andy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's who. Uh, Saint Elsewhere. I was about to say that's who Andy and Toy Story was and based on. Isn't there <laughs> Cassidy of the Latter day Saints? Who's. <laughs> yeah. You know a lot about oh, yeah. this. Guys, I'm Do Christian. Now. There's a Saint There's there's a Saint Sam. There's two no, books. Sa- there's like two Samuel, books like King Samuel. Samuel the man. I've never I don't know what he did. I just know it's it is a biblical name. I'm not trying like I'm not trying to be no, edgy. No, you're trying to be edgy. Not, you're an atheist. Be edgy. God's not real. Yeah. Whatever you want to say, Andrew. I didn't make a communion so, or anything, so I don't do you guys know. Do you guys want to know, know the Bible one. story? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I guess. That's definitely I, what I want to talk about right now. I think what happened in the Bible is there's a, a a mom, and she was trying to have a kid, and she couldn't have a kid. And Jesus was like, yo, you want a kid? The Virgin she, Mary. Maybe. Immaculate Conception. Mm, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was like, he was like, yo, you want this kid? You name him Sam. You will. And she said, okay. I think her name is Carolyn. Wow. <laughs> the Los Angeles That's Dodgers. That's the whole story. <laughs> won the 2020 World Series. And it was incredible. Uh, it was actually very much. Uh, the Dodgers lost one series the entire season. Like pretty, pretty just dominant performance. But, you know. We've been there before and lost it, so you you you're, you get nervous. But they win. It's exciting. It's hype. But Andrew, Andrew, there's a man named Justin Turner. He is a Calif- Southern mm-hmm. California native. He played around in other teams, and now he's back in SoCal for like the the bulk end of his career. Uh, he's an older gentleman, red hair. In Los Angeles, love like the city loves him. Like they just, I think it's literally because of the red hair and they gave him Justin Turner day in Los Angeles. It's an official holiday. Um, Redheaded people have all the luck, man. Yeah. I'm fucking tired Mm -hmm. of him, (laughs) but they love him in the eighth inning. They pull him out. 
And it's just like, that's weird to put it to someone else's third base. But, you know, that happens sometimes in a baseball game. It is very odd to take out, like, a core player. But it's like, all right, whatever. So we've got bigger fish to worry about right now. Then the game is won. And during the first commercial break, when ESPN comes back, uh, like, they're not even done showing the entire celebration. They're just like, oh, yeah, Justin Turner was pulled out of the game because uh, he tested positive for COVID. And uh, then it's just like, Damn. whoa, that in the middle of the game, a lot of questions yeah. there, right? How does that happen? The story is they got like an inconclusive test, so they let him play, and then they expedited a second test that he sent that morning, and they found out right, you know, in the eighth inning or around the fifth inning, and then he was pulled out. So the Dodgers win. Everyone's doing, you know, the dog pile, the hugs, the crying on field. Justin Turler, Turner is not here. He's like isolated somewhere. And then 10 minutes mm-hmm. go by, you know, the story breaks and it's like, whoa, that's crazy. And then Justin Turner just walks out and he's just like making out with his wife. He's like massless hugging, uh, you know, hugging cancer survivors and, and just being excited about life and winning the World Series. And it's a strange predicament, right? Like, there's there's multiple ways to, to enter this. But I think at its core, the most uh, fascinating is that this is the most important moment in this man's life. You know? And I'm including marry, marriage. I'm including kids. Like, think about, like, for real. Like, that would, they would never admit it. But this this is the one thing... He worked for his entire life. And, uh, you know, he said, fuck it. I might I might be sick. Might get other people sick. Uh, roll the dice. Uh, but I just I just think that that's that, that interesting because like they, no one stopped him. And everyone and was like, OK, okay with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so fucked up. Like, like, fuck you. Even if you won the world fucking series, like who fucking cares? Right. Like, yes, I'm with you. I'm with you, generally speaking. I'll just I'll just put out some 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 crumbs of information. You know, he also has been on, on this field all day already. Not Theoretically, the people he's hugging, the same people he was like fucking hugging ten minutes before, doesn't make it okay. But it is just a strange. And you also have now now there's press on the field, right? Like things are are, are different. But it's also all a sham. This isn't a bubble like the NBA bubble where it's a real bubble. Mm, mm. You know, these people are like in a hotel. They're told not to go out. But like the people they interact with, like the team staff doesn't have the same restrictions the players do. You know, so they're interacting with people that are playing golf or going to fucking whatever. You know, Mm. they, you know, a lot of them say like, you know, we're interacting with people bringing food to our rooms and all this shit. Like those people are going home at the end of the day. Um, so it's all, it's all a sham and it will be a joke. And Sam, there's 11,500 people at the world series game. Uh, like this whole thing is a fucking That's massive, wild. massive joke. Wait, there was a 11, crowd. 11,500 yeah. uh, fans in the audience. Yeah. They just That's sold 11,500 like hot dogs that they sold. Yeah, dude. Where did it take Our place? Texas. Oh, yeah. that's, because Texas li- has, you can gather, yeah, right? That's why they did it here. Um, luckily, because it's also the first year of this stadium, like the Ranger Stadium is his first year ever. Um, 
they can like spin it like that. Like that's why we're doing it. Cause it's a true neutral site. No one has the advantage, but everyone knew it's just like, bro, no, it's because it's Texas. Uh, yeah. I, I can certainly empathize with the guy. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's the your, only thing to I your think point. Is it's like, all right, this is this is my chance to celebrate with my team in the stadium, celebrating, you know, the highest achievement in my sport. And okay, so I might get infected or infect someone. I think with, it's also this. Uh, I don't know. It's the strangeness it, it's of it being pulled out in the middle of the game. That is strange. You know, like so. What was it? What was the the deal on that? There's no deal. And here's the thing: the next day, they tested every single like player and their family. No one tested positive. Everyone tested mm-hmm. negative, so everyone went back home. Which is also kind of a joke because I mean, who knows? We don't know dick about this virus apparently. But you know, word on the street is that like it could take a couple days to hit in to to for you to come up positive. Um, so there's that. You know, it's all, it's all, you know, they don't care about lives here. No one does. Um, but MLB spinning it as like the player, like we told him he shouldn't go out. Uh, but he did, but it's just like, how is, how is someone on the, how'd you find out someone on the field, dude? And this is supposed to be a bubble. That means your bubble's compromised and then there shouldn't have been a game, Hmm. but you wouldn't have stopped the game because money. And now your poor, impoverished Dodgers have, like, what, their seventh title uh, or something? Something like that. I don't know. But it's the first of my lifetime. 1988 was the last time they won. Yeah, but you're, like, 12. I mean, come on. Come on, dude. It's first Cassidy, in, like, 30-something years. Can we, can we talk about the elephant in the room? What's that? You're the D3. You're the Dirty 30. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I not been on the show since no. then? No. I also haven't been yeah, on the show baby. since the Dodgers one. 30-30. How's it feel? What should uh, I look same. forward to? I sort of had my, uh, if you know, the closest that I was going to come to a turning 30 crisis. I think I already had, like, maybe a year or two ago. Because, uh, like, turning 28 and 29 was very weird. But... Uh, it was weird. I had to like fill out some survey the other day. And for the first time I had to answer like my age bracket and it's like 18 to 29 or <laughs> 30 to 39. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm not in the 18 to 29 demo. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty fucking weird. But that that's been the weirdest change. Other than that, it's it's same old shit, man. So you, I feel you like think, I'm you old, think you I've been living yourself? as an old man for. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I've been, All your I've target been living, ads are going to change. I've been living 38 for the last 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like when you and Amber got married. Big milestone on paper. You know, shit's just been grooving ever mm-hmm. since. What else is new right. in reality? Right. So, yeah, you know, 30 years old. We, we went on a little trip out to the coast. It was nice. Uh, very social distancy. Uh, yeah, had some seafood. It was good times. That was the first time we'd been in a restaurant or like really out anywhere since march which is a long time yeah uh, for us um so that was kind of weird but uh, i think most places have like pretty much figured it out now yeah yeah it's good well happy birthday congratulations thanks thanks that's my elephant you had a story or go ahead andy before we get too far off the virus talk did we see the songbird trailer are you familiar with this? No. Is this Michael Bay? Yeah. This is the Michael Bay 
COVID nineteen inspired oh, movie. It's like twenty twenty four or something. Yeah. 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 Twenty. Oh, so it's twenty twenty three, the fourth year of the COVID <laughs> pandemic. Now they call it COVID twenty three. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's good. Well, it's that's mutated. Uh, wow. That's, that's going to be the line in the movie. Well, it's mutated thirty times once a year. COVID nineteen is twenty nineteen. Yeah, but like you wouldn't. Yeah. It's still the same thing theoretically. Like in twenty, so. is that really though? I did not. Well, we haven't. Be, we haven't changed the name to saying, COVID twenty. COVID. If it becomes something it else, then it just has a new that's, name. Yeah. If we abide by this logic, then there would have been this would be another mutation of the COVID nineteen virus. Yeah, but I think it's like every I think every year there's a COVID disease, but this like strain COVID nineteen was super, you know, fucking whatever virusy. But the movie okay. is implying yeah. then that there has been a new that it's it's the same because it it's like yeah COVID nineteen has continued, but now it's being called COVID twenty three. I don't know if the you know maybe they it's get like into Transformers logic. You know mm. you just you can't mm-hmm. you just got to ride. You got to go on the ride. So I watched the trailer for this because I had forgotten. I remember like in April, <laughs> it was like he's making this movie about COVID. It was like man, this seems like a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Questionable taste. And, <laughs> uh, it seems like that was back in April, and it already seemed too soon. Um, and now, like after everything that's happened, it seems even more, uh, you know, unsavory. But handled the with movie all the is delicacy r- of a Michael Bay <laughs> directed film. Yeah, like I can't even believe the movie. It has like helicopter fucking L overviews of like where they put all the poor people that are dying. <laughs> Jesus, it's like here's some shacks where we're like letting poor people die. And the whole plot of the movie is that now, if you get a f- which makes it even worse, right? Like it's almost like it would, the movie script was written by an anti-masker. The virus is like maybe real, maybe not. But if you get a fever, you have to scan yourself on your phone and let the government know. Then the government's going to come. Department of Sanitation comes. They kidnap you. They take you. If you, There's even a fucking purge siren. And it's like if you leave your house with your fever, you will be shot on sight. It's crazy. It's also wild because when you think about Michael Bay, the filmmaker, like this is a man who loves the military, right? But hates the government. Like he depicts them even just like literally using Transformers as an example. The government, they're like incompetent, right? Like he, he, so like what's the, what's he going to, what, what does he have to say in this movie? You know, like. His his depiction of the incompetent government that he always does this, is just going to be like IRL, and I don't know. It's weird to do it while it's happening, and it hasn't been happening long enough for us to have any retrospection or reflection. It's like, we, what if this shit just magically ended yet tomorrow, and this movie still had to come out? Or also, like, what if the virus continues to get worse and hundreds of thousands of more people die. And then he just made this movie that like is kind of a joke of the situation. Like I know it's serious, serious movie, but like the movie's a joke. It was all downhill after Armageddon. If you ask me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's after Transformers (laughs) three. Revenge of the Lost me. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
I was just listening to a, a, a long two-hour conversation on Forrest Gump and <laughs> found out that uh, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen was what finally replaced Forrest Gump as the highest grossing movie for Universal, or not Universal, whichever the distributor is, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was fascinating. It's amazing those movies made so much money. Yeah, it is. They're huge, man. I've never seen a single one of those movies. I definitely saw first two in theaters. And then they just kind of got like the rails. Make a, make a point to avoid it. It just like never happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're not, like, you're so not one of those people who are like, oh, I've never seen Harry Potter because my parents wouldn't let me read them as a child. No, no, no. Okay. I am that way about the Hobbit movies where I get snobby about not seeing those. But uh, no, not Transformers. Okay, you're not missing anything with those. Same with Transformers. Sure. I was thinking about Lord of the Child Rings Buff, yesterday, though. Cass. Oof. I think I might go back. What a series, man. My friends, you bow to no one. Oh. Like this if you oh, cry every time. Oh, man. Buff. What else been going on? How, how is Halloween for everybody? Bro, I had a busted-ass Halloween. What happened? Nothing. I, I mean, yesterday yeah. was just kind of one of those days where, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? I gotta be. I gotta. I gotta do something. I gotta make some changes in my life. And nothing. Nothing <laughs> happened. You know. It was. It was just like you know. I have one of those days once a week. It feels. So it just happened to be yesterday. But the the moment that perfectly summarized my entire day yesterday is I went to Target, forgetting it was Halloween. Like in the middle of the day, I just needed some shit, uh, and it was packed. People are in costumes in Target, um, which I don't know how to feel about that. Like, cause I can't assume everyone's on their way to a Halloween thing. I wonder if it's just like I'm, I, I want to dress up, and I'm gonna go to Target. Mm-hmm. Um, put put some candy because I then I realized oh it's Halloween. Put some candy in my basket. Uh, got really excited. Put the candy back before I left. Mm. Put the candy like you know like not even like it was like I was buying shampoo and I realized you know what I shouldn't buy this candy. And what just, happened? Just Why? put the candy next to fucking soap. Well, because I was just like, you know, I'm, uh, were you going to buy it for kids here? or were you going to buy it for yourself? Oh, for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I, I'm not a can. I don't just have candy around. It's very rare, right? And I was like, oh, it's Halloween. Let me buy a bag of candy. And like, I don't. I can't even say treat myself because there's nothing to treat myself for. Mm. But just like, I'm going to have a treat. But I just can't do it. I can't bring that. I can't bring a bag of candy to my house. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's a lot of candy. Yeah. Then you're just like, I'm not going to eat all of it. You could. Though. What am I going to do with fucking like, you, you can't buy like a, a, you can't buy five mini Snickers. And that's what you really need. You could probably got to buy like 12. That's no, way more than that. The it's, 20. it's like 20, man. I mean, where's the problem? I just have self-control issues. Well, I mean, where's the problem? <laughs> Twenty Snickers in a night, uh, you know. Cassidy. You Chocolate can hear. I had a horrible day yesterday. Go ahead. So, Cassidy, you can hear more about my Halloween on Gone Gold next Friday. I played. Uh, I streamed Fear. It's a scary game. Spooky. What about outside of gaming? Did you do anything Halloween like? Um. No. So is, is this, should we talk more about Halloween or can, try, can I transition into my. You can do whatever you want. So f- for the past, baby. 
since like last Tuesday, uh, I've been I've been canvassing for Joe Biden and the Michigan Democratic Party. Um, they give me this like iPad and then there's it's like the Apple Maps. And then I like each house that I have to go to is listed and like everyone's name that lives in the house is listed and they're like age. Uh, and then I have to ask them, like, are you planning to vote? Are you planning to vote for Joe Biden? How do you feel about Gary Peters? Do you know that Michigan is uh, voting for like uh, nonpartisan judges? And uh, it's really interesting, like talking to people, I guess, because like one, there are quite a few like Biden supporters and they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, go Biden. Like I had like one lady who voted for Trump in 2016 and she's like, I just want to punch him in the face. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, you know, that's, that's what I like, I like to hear. But then there's also people, uh, I think yesterday I like knocked on a door and a guy comes and he's like holding a bunch of bullets that oh. I'm assuming that he's like loading into his gun or fucking whatever. And he's like, I'm a staunch Republican Trump 2020. And I was like, all right, buddy, see you later. <laughs> And it's like, what do you even fucking say to those people? And like one old guy was like, oh, Joe Biden's a commie. He deserves to be in jail. I was like, like, how are you gaslit that bad? Um, so that's been my uh, week. I've been averaging like 10 miles a day walking and that fucking nice. sucks. Um, Putting the work into those shoes. Yeah. Wearing some wearing some holes in those etnies. I sure am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's been like it feels like good, I guess, to kind of do my like little part in helping him get elected. I mean, you know, I guess Cass, you're like in a pretty blue state. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. is Washington is it a battleground state? Uh, you know how we were talking about Borat before the show mm-hmm. and uh, oh. there's that scene where he goes up and Country Joe sings that song and mm-hmm. then the people get in fucking infuriated and try to break into his car. That's Washington State. Mm-hmm. But I That's mean, the are there enough people in like Seattle and Tacoma to make it a? Uh, we'll probably go Biden in the presidential, but many of our counties will go or stay Republican. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, but then Andy, also you, but you know, Elmer, I guess Texas is like more of a battleground state this, this year. It's wild, man. Yeah. Which is, yeah, fucking insane. Um, it's, it's gonna flip dude. Like at some point, like it does feel there's places in Texas that it's just fucking, you know, it's, it's, it's what you're talking about, Sam. I mean, Cass, but like the cities are so dense with so many like woke ass people, it, it's it's gonna happen. These old people are dying. Yeah, well, I and you know all the you know how many people are moving to Austin a day? Didn't you say it was like in the thousands? Yeah, it's some stupid number. And like, it's like the fastest growing city like in the yeah, world. Yeah, like in Austin, the world, like, like that's. And weird. it's all I mean, just the coastal elite. coming here. Yeah, it's it's, it, it, it's 100%. Mm-hmm. So. um hundred percent. So Tesla, Apple. Dell is here. Google's here. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of nerds. Yeah. So that'd be, I mean, that'd be insane. But, you know, Michigan is like a pretty hotly contested state. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's just like, you know, I guess it's important that I'm out there doing stuff. And it's crazy, like seeing all these people who are un, like who are undecided. 
It's like, how can you, uh, at this point, two days before the election, be undecided? Like, I, I, I like wonder, you knock on their door and say, are you voting? Who are you voting for? And they say, I don't know yet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and to, then and then I have a very that, cynical view of that. Well, I, I see. I feel like it's just people who weren't going to vote. You yeah. know, because I can't fathom being informed or not even informed, being engaged with the process and being unsure. That person does not exist. That person needs to like, you know. Yeah, uh, let's I, I feel like those people are either not going to vote or those people are Trump voters that are too embarrassed to tell you. And that's true. But that too. I, I do feel like no, like, I don't know. I feel like the the narrative of uh, have you ever met a non vocal Trump supporter? Like, I feel like they're incredibly no, vocal they're, and passionate. I know. And, I know that there are the quiet ones out there for sure that I, but like, I, have I don't in know that crew. like people throw around the quiet majority i just don't think i feel like the majority of his base is vocal i think so i think i have boat parades yeah i think a lot changed and i think we're probably fingers crossed gonna see it but like i think in 2016 for sure you had more of the like that effect right where people Mm -hmm. didn't want to say it and i do think that number Mm -hmm. has dwindled like there too there is there is i think a lot of people that realized Oh, there's consequences to this that, like, I can actively see. Yeah. Uh, I do think, though, like, if before the debates, they do, like, the interviews with the undecided voters. And I feel like in in those interviews, it's usually, like, someone's, like, uh, probably the blue party. What's, what's that one called? <laughs> like, I feel like that's the thing. Like, these people, you know, they're not dumb people. They're just, like, they don't follow this. They have a... I'm sure tons of shit going on living their life. And I don't want to make a generalization uh, that's really nasty, but I'm gonna. Like, those interviews are skewed because think about the people who would agree to be interviewed on TV. You know, <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's a weird generalization, but I think it's, like, kind of a fair one. Would any of us, if we were asked, like, to do that, say yes? Maybe Sam. But, I mean, that's, like, one out of four, you know? So let me, I've talked to like, there's like three people that I can sort of think of that I've talked to. There was one guy who was a Bernie supporter who like hated Joe Biden. And I like talked to him. I was like, yeah, man, I get it. Like, you know, I, I don't really like Joe Biden either, but like I I told him, I was like, we can't, I can't have another four years of this. And he's like, yeah, I like, I get it. And I was like, you know, it sucks that like, it's a defensive vote, but. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, like, what? what is that guy's alternative argument, though? Like, that yeah. that's what pisses me off about those people who are like, well, I'm a Bernie person or I'm a I'm a Warren person. It's like, great, fine. And I don't like Joe Biden. It's like, OK, so where are you going with this? You're going <laughs> to you're going to vote for the other guy. Like, is that really I think it's that's just the lesser up. of those two evils, dude, because I can't even sit here and fucking have that conversation with you. And if the and yes. if the solution is, well, then I'm just not going to vote. I'm going to take my ball and go home. It's like, that's just as shitty. It's a sore like, loser. I, I honestly, I have no patience for those people who are like, well, Bernie got fucked. And so fuck all of this. Yeah. It's like, come on, dude. We, we you got to you got to pull your pants up right now and, and get with us. Yeah. I mean, because like if you elect the lesser of the two evils, right, you still can fight to make, you know, your policies and, and push 
that candidate. Like, I, I don't get yeah. it. I don't get the people. I, I also don't get the people that like are like, yeah, well, you know, Bernie lost. So I'm Trump now. <laughs> you had nothing yeah, yeah. Like, uh, in exist. 2016 when when hillary you know beat bernie it's like well now i'm voting for trump it's like where was they are there's no <laughs> ideological crossover no, i mean at that point on it's, almost it's anything a fragile identity crisis yeah it's 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 wild i mean a lot of i think this shit that is just not political Right. It's not people to choose to be blind to social issues because they have something to gain elsewhere. I think a lot of it is just like it's like it's identity politics. Right. But it's just like it, it really is like this is this is a champion. This is like it's it's cult behavior. I also feel like it's like. Everyone like they want to be part of counterculture. Yeah, I feel like culture. <laughs> Did you guys see that? Like people were posting on like Twitter. It was like, oh, I'm so punk. I'm Republican now, and people were like, no, fuck you. You cannot be. But it like yeah, it, like it is true. Like the counterculture is now. To but they be, want to be cool so bad that they gave themselves yeah. this comparison. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not punk. Like <laughs> there's nothing punk about being like, I love the police. Please shoot more innocent people. Like. Uh, you know yeah it's just wild it's also just wild to like based on our definition of counterculture like i know this maybe technically you could make the leap but i don't think i don't i don't think of it that way i don't think of that as counterculture i think that's just like i mean there's always been crazy or dumb people in history there, there weren't you know, I think there a lot of counterculture. <laughs> but I think the thing is like conservatism, like it, it lost the culture war, right? Like it is culturally acceptable. Yeah, but counterculture, right, here's here's my argument though. Counterculture is not the loser of the culture war. No, but I think it's like, right? Like you see fucking PlayStation as a brand tweeting out like, Oh, we're pro LGBT, right? And then someone gets mad about that and is like, "Well, I'm the counter of the multi-billion-dollar brand saying." Oh, these this things. is the leap so they make. I, wow, I'm the rebellious like. It's, def- punk, it's definitely smooth-brained, you know, <laughs> logic. But <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of holes in this, right? Like the, oh, the counterculture segregationists in the '60s. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's it's crazy, man. I think. You know, you think about like, when is shit going to be normal again? Because before the pandemic, we were also asking that question for different reasons, right? But it's just like, do things ever go back to normal or have we seen too much? Have we seen it so much of how the sausage gets made that shit is just different now? I think I think we're going to get there. It's just going to like... It's it's going to take a bit like I there 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 are so many fucking post-election scenarios that give me anxiety. But I also see like a lot of paths like, OK, you know, a year post-election, two years post-election where like things are kind of chilling out. Things are kind of coming back to center. And, you know, I don't know. We're <laughs> we're locking some of these fucking people up. I don't know. There have been more gun sales uh, uh, this sick, year than dude. any other year, I think, before. Yeah, so. I know. I know. I was listening on NPR today when I was driving to the grocery store to buy the ingredients to make uh, miso soup because mm-hmm. I followed up on last week's challenge. Um, came out delicious, Andrew. 
So good. Hell yeah. Uh, thank you for your family recipe. <laughs> of course, made it myself. <laughs> uh, I was really shocked when I read the recipe. It's different tangent now, but super quick. Really shocked that there's no salt because I associate fucking salty sodium fucking in miso, right? And it's all in the fucking actual miso. Yeah, yeah that salty bean Dude, that, that shit being salty as fuck was what I was just like, this is like three fucking ingredients. Holy shit. This is awesome. Yep. Did you make your own dashi or did you use the own dashi? No, I, no, I use vegetable broth. Mm. It was great. It tastes delicious. Um, the seaweed was wild. I definitely made too much because I could not gauge I made how much so, it was going to expand. Dude, the first, because you use dry seaweed, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. When the first time I made it, I was like, holy shit. You don't think it's this much? Dude, I had like a full salad. <laughs> it's just yep. and because what you pour out looks like fucking like an ounce. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was great. It was fantastic. But on my way to the grocery store, uh, to the Korean market, I was listening to NPR, and they were interviewing people who bought guns this year, who were not like gun people or like had a real relationship with guns, and a lot of and it was all like you know liberal people, and. A lot of these were tied to like when these debates happened and it's people just being fucking scared of the crazy people. It's just like, Mm. I hate guns, but I got a gun because I live in the fucking forest around crazy people. I mean, yeah. And you also can't blame these people, right? They turn on the news and it's like, maybe they're not in the know. And they got the news telling them it's like violent protesters. And then it's like, now you got them like, oh, there's also this armed militia fucking rolling up. You got 17 year olds crossing state lines to fucking shoot people. Like, yeah, I I think, I don't know. Like those people, if you're scared, like, I guess it's kind of understandable. Shit's divisive. We're at the peak divisiveness since the civil war, supposedly. Like this divide. This guy they were interviewing was said, said like, I'm scared because these people like guns. Like that's a core part of their fucking identity. And we are like anti-guns. And it is a very weird, confusing situation. And just what a fucking moral quandary this fucking country has walked itself into. It's, it's like so upsetting to live in it. But if you remove yourself for a second... It's just like fascinating that like this is not how it's done everywhere. Every country has different shit with this and it's horseshit. Well, I saw this morning that the, uh, you know, I forget what the name of the organization is that like monitors elections, especially in like newly formed nations or nations that are like, you know, slowly coming out of like authoritarian regimes and uh, just to like kind of watch what happens and and step in if like if the UN needs to step in from like a humanitarian standpoint and supposedly this year like they're focusing on the US because they're anticipating there to be a lot of i don't know shenanigans shenanigans coming out of like i mean tuesday's going to be wild like Bro. i mean there was an axios broke a story earlier today saying that like people with knowledge of the president's opinions is that he plans to declare victory on Tuesday night. Trump? And it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, no matter what. <laughs> well, and, and because. And then he'll go to the court. Yeah. 
And the scary thing about it is, it's like election night's going to look good for him mm-hmm. because ever like his people are more likely to vote in person and mail-in ballots not going to be counted. Like Pennsylvania doesn't even start till Tuesday morning. Like what if, and uh, there, there's some other bullshit too, where like, if let's say that a state, the popular vote goes Biden, but the uh, state Senate is controlled by Republicans. The Republicans could, this would be totally within their legal rights, say, well, we are going to elect sort of a representative that will do all of the voting for the Electoral College because we think we know our constituents. So just, well, hey, our people vote a Democrat, but we're going to put a Republican in here. And now those Electoral College votes go Trump. And if anyone tries to call him on that and get the Supreme Court involved, well, they have a a massive advantage now. I think if that happened there, I think that would be like that would be the tipping. But like, but like, seriously, then what? Like the tipping point for what? Like this. Well, we just the tipping point for what? Like someone, someone else in government to step in. Like we've the been waiting people for to that rise to up. Yeah, we've been waiting for that for four years and like fucking no one's doing shit. So that's that's what I mean is like. Here we, we're here now. And is, so if he does that, then what? I feel like there is no then what he does that. Yeah, I mean, so I also my Halloween. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> 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 We put out I just, uh, we put out bags of candy, like small cellophane bags, individually wrapped and socially distanced. Because I was in a quandary, right? We we put a poll out on Instagram actually, because we were gonna put some candy out, and then someone said, "Don't put candy out," because number one, you you can't really do it safely, and number two, it's just going to encourage people to go out and do trick or treating and that kind of thing. I can 100% see that argument, but I don't know what the fuck you're supposed to do if somebody does come and knock on your door. Like, if your lights are off, is it fine to just, like, ghost them, just yeah. stonewall them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's what we should have done. But Did you get trick-or-treaters? Did trick you have, like, that many trick-or-treaters? We put out a total of 20 individually wrapped cellophane bags. All but one of them got picked up. Hmm. Damn. Nice. My, uh, my aunt... She made a contraption. It was like a PVC mm-hmm. pipe and she like cut it laterally. And so it was like a candy shoot. So the kids mm-hmm. could like put their bag and then she would just like drop the candy. And then, uh, uh that's, yep. that's, that's so cool. Candy shoots. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, in my, my parents' neighborhood, I guess they did like a, a parade like uh, during the day or like at four o'clock or something. So all the kids came around, got their candy and then that was it. So, yeah, by us, it was like every person's apartment had the shoot. Mm. Like people put the PVC. One guy had a skeleton hanging out of his window. And then he had like you ever see in construction, they have like the shoot, they drop garbage mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. He like made a mini one of those for the skeleton. And then every time someone rang his doorbell, he would stick his head out the window and he dropped the candy down the shoot. And it like... <laughs> went down the thing like people That's really so like cool people put around us put a lot of work into being able to do the distance thing but like still make it cool for kids and they like shut down the streets here so that everyone could like kind of spread mm-hmm. out and like walk wherever uh but still there wasn't that many people out 
Yeah. And we live in a building with multiple units, so no one was ringing our doorbell to get candy. Yeah, I live only by apartments, so I, like there was just no vibe at all over here that it was Halloween. We have a lot of extra candy, a lot of leftover candy. What did you What did you buy, Cass? We bought, uh, so we went to Target, you know, October 29th or whatever. So we got whatever was left. We got a, uh, but I think we did okay. An M&M's variety pack. So you got your regular M&M's, peanut M&M's, caramel M&M's, peanut butter Mm -hmm. Mm M&M's. And then we got another funky variety pack with Twix Regular M&M's again, which don't really love the overlap there. Gonna just put that out there. Um, wild berry Skittles and Strawberry or Starburst Red Favorites, which I was not aware is a thing. They're like only pinks and reds. Mm. Oh wow! Is is the Wild Berry Skittles? Is that the purple or the? It's like the purple okay. bag. I like the purple. Yeah, I like good. the blue one too. Sure, sure. I They're think that's a, kind of all tropical. Good. Yeah, yeah. Tropical. loose tropical. Yeah. Okay, who am I fucking kidding? I like all candy. <laughs> Especially Skittles. They actually don't have a bad variant. I had some of these Skittles. It was the first time I'd had Skittles in probably 10 years. Damn. It's a, like I, yeah. Did Never you like something them? I would just chocolate. like reach for. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. Inoffensive. They're not making my bracket. Mm-hmm. You didn't put any edibles in your outfit. <laughs> no, no. How many yeah. razor blades did you put in your Yeah, we didn't put any razor blades in there. We didn't put any drugs in there. Uh, we didn't, um, you know, open our mouths and, and put all of our COVID in there. Uh, mm. So, yeah, it was it was uneventful here, though, honestly. Uh, we just kind of hunkered down. But it, it was weird just, like, hearing people out and about and, like, hearing the life return to the neighborhood. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And now here we are, November, man. Uh, did Barbin, Barbin, not Barbin, Danny, did Barbin, who are the people? PB and J? P&B? P&B? P&B, Phil and Barb, baby. Did they have, uh, did they have candy out? So funny enough, they did not have candy out, but they did swing by and give me a delivery of cookies mm-hmm. on like maybe the 28th because they were going to be out of town for Halloween. Mm-hmm. So... You know how it goes. So you guys buried the hatchet? Oh, we were fine that same day. I mean, I continue to talk. I continue to talk massive amounts of shit to him uh, (laughs) about about his political opinions and uh, continue to tell him about how he's going to lose. But uh, yeah, we're cordial. We talk about the lawn. This sounds like a a sitcom neighbor relationship. Like you guys bicker and banter and disagree, but you guys are homies. It's going to be great unless we lose. And then it won't be funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean it sounds be, like I either won't way, be able to keep my cool. <laughs> one of you is going to be real, real, real mad. If, if if we lose, I'm not going to want to talk to this guy. I'll be like, yo, honestly, Phil, fuck off, fuck all the way off, dude. I'm not having this conversation. <laughs> oh, uh, Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. he's going to bring cookies, election day cookies over. <laughs> oh, Boys, don't even. Can I tell you something? Maybe one of the most fucked up things that's ever happened to me before. Oh, yeah, please. So, you know me. I've been applying to jobs on LinkedIn. I've been doing the hustle. I've been doing the bustle. So I get an email and they're like, we would like you to like fill out like we think that you would be good for this position. 
we want you to fill out this like interview form and then send it back. And I was like, okay, it was for a graphic design position. And it was like, it was long and it was detailed. It was like, tell us about a time that you did a project or like, you know, fucking things. And it's like, are you able to, you know, how to like work with a team and do all this stuff. And I like filled it out. And the first email was like, please get this back to us within 90 minutes. And I was like, I was like, I'm like, I'm, working right now can i send it back later and they said sure and then i sent it back and they're like okay we'll let you know within like an hour i was like okay that's fine and then they sent it back the next day and it was like hey you and this is like for a a internationally known like agriculture agriculture company or something sounds hella sketchy so far pretty much the entire story mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so I'm I'm like, okay, great. I get it back and they're like, oh, you're hired. Please, <laughs> please like send some information to like the name of the company at graphic-design.com. And I was like, hmm. I was like, all right, something's up. And then I looked and the email address that I'd send it to was at a was a Gmail account. I was like, son of a bitch. So I looked, I went to the lady who I'd been talking to's LinkedIn. She was like, yeah, if you get, if you get an email from me about a graphic design position, it's a scam. I was like, God fucking damn it. And like the hustle that these guys like put me on and that I almost fell for. I couldn't believe it. It was wild. Like that, like that they went through all of these hoops. What an extra layer of validating themselves to you to have you fill out like a graphic design questionnaire and like damn yeah and so i was like wow i can't believe i almost fell for it and they did not respond like i guess the what's the end goal they want your social or like they're gonna say like all right in order to get paid you got to send us Two hundred dollars, <laughs> then we'll send you four hundred back. Honestly, I think that's like you gotta I, buy five iTunes gift cards. I think yeah. so. I I think kind of I because I, then I went to like the LinkedIn forums or whatever, and like I guess the scam is they're like, oh, set up your at home workspace using, but you have to use this vendor, and we'll reimburse you, or you know, fucking whatever. And I'm sure that they would have tried to get like they would, you know, they're like, oh, we have to set up the direct deposit. Give us your routing number and your, your like bank number. And like, if I hadn't caught it, like they would have gotten it. And like, you know, yeah, I always like hear those stories. It's like, oh, there's a, oh, Comcast needs, they need my, you know, social security number. And like, fuck, I I honestly, I almost fell for it. But like, fuck, fuck them for like preying on people that are like just looking for a job. Like, ah, bullshit. But so... Man, I've spent many of hours, Sam, on YouTube watching these uh, these guys who dedicate their lives to taking down these scammers. Hell yeah, those guys! And he's like got the fake website up, and yeah, I love that they, shit. They, like, there's videos where it's just like calling scammers by their real name, number <laughs> six. <laughs> oh man, if you want to feel feel alive, that shit's pretty crazy. Now, my my dad does a similar thing, like. Comcast call like okay in quotation Comcast calls him like fairly often they're like oh we noticed that there's a problem with your computer 
you know, why don't you like run this windows command and uh, we'll just kind of help you out. And then he like goes along with him and he like pretends to be bad at it. And then funny, he's like, you're not fucking Comcast. And then the guys are like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> and they hang up. Yep. <laughs> Shit's wild, man. I've gotten into it with those people on, <laughs> on more than one occasion. My, my oh. grandma will commonly fall for those. So uh, I, I come in to play cleanup. Yeah, I mean, those are that's a predatory like it's an active predatory thing. Like it's awful. Yeah, I think you're allowed to be very mean to those people. Oh, yeah. When uh, when I worked at the bank, it was a very common thing because the old people get scammed into it. Mm. And the amount of people that it would be like, you know, you get to know these customers. They would come in and be like, hey, I got to take a bunch of money out. It's like. Oh, that's a little uh, weird considering you never take money out and you like, I know you live in like an assisted living home mm-hmm. and it's a little weird. What's going on? So then like you kind of flag it to the manager and he, you know, has to talk to them, but there's like nothing you can do, right? Like it, it's their money. They can take it. It's kind of like, Hey, we think you might be getting scammed. And usually they were like, nah, mm-hmm. like, and we had a guy like who had happened to, who was young, right? Like he was probably in his fifties. Like young to to be getting fleeced like this, he was like it was a whole thing, and he was in like so embarrassed the next time he came back in that he just played it off like it was real. Oh. Like he was like, yeah, man, they the FBI needed me to send him the gift cards that way they can trace them, and like then they'll get me the money back like once it's all done and stuff. So like we're good. Jesus, I mean it, like, it was the same oof. thing with uh, you know friend of the show my wife Amber who who worked in the fraud department for the bank. And people would call up and uh, she would like basically try to lead them to it. Like, okay, so you say that you have won the Canadian lottery and that's why you need these funds. Are you are you playing the Canadian lottery? Did you buy a Canadian lottery ticket? Well, no, but it's like, okay. So and just like, you know, kind of trying to lead the horse to water. It's like, oh, man. But people want to believe, man. Right. It's like, oh, well, yeah, this this is a hookup to get me, you know, these funds or this dream that I'm working towards. It's 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 wild. On LinkedIn, though, that seems even low, lower. That's a new fucking. I've never sucks to look for jobs. A legitimate message through LinkedIn. It's always like the LinkedIn sales team (laughs) or or the group chat I have with you guys. (laughs) <laughs> or someone like offering me like a horrible like position. I actually yeah. lost my LinkedIn login uh, like a couple of months ago. <laughs> I just haven't You're gotten back in. Anything. Robbie updates on LinkedIn once in a while. Yeah, he puts pictures of his I Beamer. Mm-hmm. He says, look at this car I got with my sick new job. <laughs> updates experience. Horrors. Everyone reacts with curious. <laughs> <laughs> Curious reacts only. I feel like has anyone else? What I feel like we missed an update from somebody. Am I wrong? Um, I forget if I talked about the dog. Yeah, situation. what's going on there? Um, I don't think that we talked about it the last episode. Did I tell you about the bee? I sent you a picture of the beagle. Yeah, yes. there was an interview. It was a private mm-hmm. event. Uh, so we showed up, the event started at like 10 AM on a Saturday. We got to the venue at like 
it was at a car dealership. Like the car dealership was throwing a charity event mm -hmm. and all of these dog places were coming. It was going to be outdoors, like a social distancing thing. And then you can like donate and also adopt. There was going to be like eight to 12 puppies. So we were like, all right, we put in our application. We're going to go the morning of. We get there an hour early. There's already 200 people in line. Okay, let's get uh, in line, I guess. And like 300 people show up behind us. Uh, and they were like, don't worry, you should wait. It's not first come, first serve. We interview every person to see who's best for the fucking job. I have no idea. Like they, we got up there and they were like, okay, how old are you guys? All right. Uh, do you have kids? Uh, do you have a yard? Uh, and then they're like, okay, that's it. We got to hold the dog and then we left. Oh man, they let you hold the like, dog they, too? Yeah, I had to put gloves on, but I was allowed to hold wow. it. Um, but how do you interview? I'm sure by, by the time awful. you hit fucking a hundred people, right? You've seen a hundred generic ass fucking people that look like me. And they all fucking do the same shit and live in the same place, say the same goddamn stuff. It's like, how do you decipher between? I'm sure who, they who just kind of like to? pick a, they like have a list of names and they just like pick somebody. Yep. So yeah, it it's rough. We went to an, another one this Saturday uh, that I feel better about. There was a lot less people. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm like at the point where it's like, I kind of want to go to it just to go to a breeder. Now- but there's this whole time I thought you had that dog. Oh, really? Nope. I thought you've had this beagle. I, I downloaded the picture to my phone. I sent it to my girlfriend. I was like, look, Andrew got a dog. I forgot about it. And then like a couple <laughs> days ago, she asked me, how's Andrew's dog? I was like, oh. I, I, I think good. <laughs> I haven't really talked to him. Oh. It's, this shit sucks. It's Andy, a mess. I, was, I, I got attached. Could you, could you foster? Is that like, and then mm -hmm. like, if you find one that you like adopt, is that, could you do that? I, I guess theoretically we, we could, but it, it's kind of the same situation. And I think the fostering one is a bit more complicated because one, they are not desperate for fosters because everyone's trying their best to get a dog. Okay, so everyone fair. is doing like, but the other thing too, is that like, I don't know that I have the patience and the dedication to like go through multiple dogs right like i want to help but really you just want but like i can't i really just want a dog and also we have a small apartment like we can't be bringing dogs in here nonstop and like taking care of them and, and then also letting us get attached and then like oh this is not going to be a good fit but we love it and now we got to get rid of it so we'll see hopefully this uh what was the one? New one goes what was through. the dog that you met yesterday? It was uh, like two miniature schnauzers. They're cute, but we'll see. Hopefully, we should know by next week. So, what do you think on the application you're getting wrong? Obviously, you don't have a yard, <laughs> right? So, I'm sure you're getting points off there. Mm -hmm. What are, What are the other items? Uh, I think the yard is the biggest one. I think we're not a family. Like, I think if, if it's between us and like husband, wife and two kids, it's like, oh, well, the dog's going to have like, that seems like a better fit. Um, what if the dog's just like not that social, dude? And the dog bites the kid's face off. Got him. Think about that. I, honestly, like, I think a big part of it is one, it, it's a lot of like who, you know, 
right? Like you show up to these events and it's like, oh, Stacy, remember me from this and that? And like, how about, you know, we, we were close and it's like, okay, yeah, you're probably the best fit because I know you. Um, <laughs> but another thing too is like, you know, these people are all volunteers and like, I'm sure at some point they just, they get 2000 applications, they get to number 12 and it's a good fit. Like, fuck it. We're not looking at the rest of them. Like, I know they say they're going to, but like, come on. Yeah. I guess you, you got to know, you got to take care of these dogs and transport them and feed them and, and medical bills and all of this shit. And you're not getting paid and you're volunteering, doing the kindness of your heart. So it's like, you're not going to read every application. So. That's stone cold reality right there, baby. Yeah. Stone cold Steve it Austin. Was so, Austin 316. It was so easy to, it was so easy to get the cat. <laughs> They're fucking giving away cats. They pay you to take a cat. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and wait, that's another thing too. I'm trying to take home cats home. Yeah. We got we got cats in the city. <laughs> I the other night, two weekends ago, I was out for a walk before Melissa got home. I found this cat. It comes up to me, it rolls on its back, it's purring, it's doing like the head nudge Very at cute. my leg. Yes. I was like, I Is this a wild cat? But or? we're we're out. We're outside. Yeah, we're on the city streets. I was like, I. It had its ear snipped, which is like the sign for. It's a street cat that like got caught and released. Street so they, cat. They like neutered it. Um. So I called Melissa. I was like, "Gotta come over here." I found this cat. It's incredibly like it's so loving that it definitely it felt like it had a home, and was either lost or abandoned. Did you ask it? Uh, it's you know it said no hmm. um you say where's so your home there. buddy that's what i would say some woman came by and was like there's a woman there's like a cat sanctuary that's in this woman's backyard maybe she you know it goes there so i was like i guess i just leave right like it's a street cat i can't take it home because it might have fleas and it might hurt nala and so i left then the other two, like a week goes by, we're out for a walk. And I was like, Melissa, the cat's there. <laughs> and so like we went up to her, she rolls on their back. She's purring. Um, a, another woman whose house we're in front of comes out and she's like, do you know who owns this cat? And I was like, no, we, we see it all the time. And uh, she's like, yeah, I don't know where it came from, but it's like way too loving to be a full stray. It doesn't have a microchip and obviously no collar. Um, so she's like, if you know anyone wants a cat, they should take it. So I was like, Melissa, let's just take the cat. I'll bring it to the vet. I'll get it fixed. I'll do whatever. So I, it lets me pick it up. It's powering. I'm carrying it. Uh, I made it almost all the way home and then it got scared and ran away. And then I spent like two hours walking around trying to find it. Uh, and then I eventually found it. I fed it. And then it ran away again, and I was heartbroken about it. So, uh, uh, where where are we at? What's the current state? If I see this cat, it's coming home with me, or like I, we'll see. I can't find them again. I've checked almost every time I've gone out. I've walked past the uh, the stomping. You got grounds. a little bit of tuna in your pocket. You're just like waiting. I have a I have a can of Fancy Feast in my jacket pocket. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I I don't think I can I can take it home. Okay. Not if we're going to get a dog. We can't have two cats and a dog in our fucking tiny ass apartment. That's too much. You cross the line when, you, yeah. when you've made that decision. You can't, have, you can't let them outnumber you and Melissa. 
Hmm. Yeah. You know what that means? But I was like, I fell in love with I've this I've seen guy. Planet of the Apes. <laughs> but the strays are out there, man. I see them all the time. Did you have a name for this cat? Yeah, his name was Ori. Mm-hmm. He was black and white. He looked like an Oreo. So I called him Ori. Oh, I thought we were talking like Ori in the Will of the Wisp. Ori in the no. Black Forest. I fucking hate Game Pass, man. <laughs> I wouldn't name a cat after that. I'm name my cat Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Rear GP. Phil Game Pass. That's his name. <laughs> I'm going to name this episode Game Pass. You've been listening to Awkward Pause. My name is Elmer. You can find me on Twitter at Elmer is not mad. You can find the show at Pause on Twitter. You can go to awkwardpausepod.com slash merch for that sweet, sweet merch. And you can find Sam at. Uh, you can catch me on Etsy, Etsy.com backslash shop backslash S-A-M-U Wood Goods. Andrew Street. At Street Sweeper. Cassidy. Uh, find me at Sergeant Cass. Stay golden.